If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Don't forget, get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as cash advance, the G Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll learn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads. Every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans, ever, uh, sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash vsin. It's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Bidlin. Hour number two, standing by Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke. He wants to talk about this uh, Matthew Stafford disconnect with the young players, which apparently came from Kelly Stafford, right, Kelly? Kelly Stafford saying it. Yeah. I... And then Sean McVay downplaying it by saying, oh, she's just joking. On her podcast, the morning after with Kelly Stafford. Come on, you knew that. Oh, Kelly Stafford has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Come oh. on, of course. Wow. You don't listen to that every week. Subscribe and rate. <laughs> um, Five stars and thumbs up. <laughs> oh, you know who we're also getting a visit from apparently this hour? David got- David Chow. All right. Doctor to the sto- no doctor. Uh, what do we call David? I mean, I don't think he'd like to be called Twitter doctor, but he kind of is. <laughs> Pro football doc, the guy you see yeah. diagnosing stuff on Twitter all the time, yes. We'll ask him about <clears throat> We'll ask him about Joe Burrow. We'll ask him about Terry McLaurin's toe. Other things. <clears throat> I'd like to ask him a hard question, too. I know it was very nice of him to come down here to the South Point, but, you know, it's about biting journalism here on a day when, we, when technology is, not long, is no longer with us. It's just about good, hardcore journalism. That's right. That's what me and you were all about. Yeah. <laughs> That's when, when people think of you and me, it's exactly what they think Our about. Hardcore oh, Those guys ask the biting questions. Uh, we'll ask some biting questions of Mike Pritchard, who joins us right now. He played the game. VEASAN host Mike Pritchard. You can follow him on Twitter at M.I. Pritchard. First round draft pick. College football champion. How you doing, Pritch? What's happening? I'm great, Gil. How y'all doing? Doing very well. Let me just ask you about your alma mater, Colorado, good. real quick. Colorado's taking on TCU. Yes, it's 20 and a half. That's the point spread. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, it's just me and you talking. There's nobody listening. We don't have you don't have to you don't have to protect the shield of Colorado or your buddy Deion Sanders here. Shouldn't we lay yeah, yeah. the shouldn't we lay the 20 and a half here? Come on. Woo! I mean, so many great unknowns uh first game of the year, Gil. Uh you know, it's not like TCU has a history of consistency of going to the playoffs, right? I mean, I, I think last year it might have been an outlier situation for TCU. Uh, and, and then conversely, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll say that about Colorado. Yeah, Colorado has not been relevant for decades. 
uh, all of a sudden we're relevant because of one man, you know, uh, Coach Prime. And, uh, you know, he's done a fantastic job. I, I don't know what the expectations should be. I know what mine are. Mine are bowl game, right? Uh, mine are him and the bus going over their, their win total. Uh, but as far as this game, I, I, I had my largest bet of the football season first half CU last year. And CU was going to be god-awful. We all knew that. But it was like a new coaching situation for TCU. The quarterback situation was up in the air. Uh, it wasn't settled until later on in the year. Uh, and so I took the first half. Um, uh, I took the points with the bus at home first half and, and was able to cash a large ticket. Talking to Mike Pritchard, our senior NFL analyst. We stray into college football right there because that's about his alma mater, Colorado. Let me ask you about the National Football League. And as a guy who I'm going to lean on your sort of the the Malcolm Gladwell blink sort of knowledge that you have that the rest of us might not. But as you sort of scan the 32 teams and you assess where all the everyone is, you know, from from the Cardinals tanking to the Jonathan Taylor situation in Indianapolis on down the line. What are the what? What is the franchise, or what are the franchises to you that feel the most dysfunctional and the most aimless and hopeless? Perhaps this NFL season. Uh, the usual suspects. <laughs> you mentioned the Cardinals already. Uh, the usual suspects because they don't know how to get it right. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, a lot of times, right? And uh, sometimes you you can have regime change, and, and all of a sudden uh, things can happen and, and go in a positive way. Uh, I, I think. Looking at Carolina, not dysfunctional, but it just doesn't it just doesn't, doesn't mesh. Like you had Wilkes take over a team. Uh, he's now the defense coordinator out there in San, in San Francisco. Um, but he took over a team that was dysfunctional uh, from the quarterback situation, from the management, and all that, right? Uh, but yet they started to overachieve. They they ended up the year seven and ten last year. Now you have Frank Reich, who's you know this analytical guy. But if you look at the roster, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of those same guys who overachieved because of Wilkes, the head coach. And and I don't know if Frank Reich can relate to that. Uh, I don't know if he has the guys that he wants. And certainly from a talent standpoint, there's there's a the void there. So it's not dysfunctional, um, but but it's the usual suspects. I mean. I think the Rams, they're a team in which, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like they're that deep. Uh, Matthew Stafford, this has to be his last year. And, and if he's just playing for stats and to solidify his Hall of Fame career, uh, then, you know, take that for what it is right there, right? Outside of that, I mean, you know, the usual suspects in terms of Arizona, I think Jacksonville corrected the ship. Houston. I think they're going to be better, more competitive, but from a record standpoint, I don't see much improvement. Let me ask you that as a sort of cousin of that question, because people can bet on first coach fired, which is not you know, the nicest thing to bet on when it comes to just be, being a decent human, but we're all capitalists here trying to make money. Who, who do you think has the right. shortest leash? You know, Ron Rivera's got new ownership. Uh, Eberflus, I, I believe, you know, has they better they better start strong, or they're going to blame him for Justin Field. Not you know, if Justin Field's season doesn't start out well, he could get uh, a lot of blame real quick. Who's the guy that you look around and you're like, oh, this if this goes badly, I could see them pulling the cord the quickest on this guy. You know, I'll go outside the box a little bit, uh, Gil, because I think when expectations are so high. Uh, or is a coach going to be able to meet those expectations? Um, I, I think 
when you have a Deshaun Watson paying him what he's supposed to be paid, and if there's not market improvement there, I think Stefanski could be in a hot seat situation Ooh. during the course of the year. Um, you look at Dallas, right? What's the expectation in Big D? It has to be Super Bowl. Has to be. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, and, you know, they're trading for Trey Lance, but that's that's exploratory. That that's that's you know, kicking the tires kind of thing, right? Um, but there's pressure on Dak Prescott. There's immense pressure on that. There's immense pressure on McCarthy. Uh, so if, if they're not living up to expectations, say they get a slow start or or halfway through the year they're they're not in the playoff picture in a wide open NFC, then I can see some movement there uh, because you know Jerry Jerry has a stated goal of getting back to the Super Bowl. So uh, to me, it's all about lofty expectations and our coaches coming close to those. You know. It, if it's dysfunctional, like we mentioned, Arizona, I could see them jettison uh, their first-year head coach. I could see that. Uh, you know, if we look at Tampa and Bulls, and you know, it's more of the same there. I, I could see that. Um, but outside of that, I, I think it's more about lofty expectations and can those coaches kind of come close to those. This has less to do with sports betting, but since you bring up Trey Lance, I was just talking to a bunch of my Bay Area buddies mm-hmm. yesterday. They're all convinced Trey Lance got a raw deal. Do you agree with that? I do, I do, because I don't, I don't think the 49ers had a plan for Trey Lance, and, and here's what I mean by that. I mean, we drafted Brett Favre, you know, everybody knows this. Atlanta didn't have a plan for Brett Favre. Uh, they used it for, for tools and assets, and they traded for, you know, I think they traded him for a first-round pick, even though they drafted him in the second round. Uh, and, and that's supposed to be great. That's a feather in a cap for a GM to be able to do that, right? But that GM got fired. <laughs> Because the team wasn't any good, and and you kind of missed uh, on being on the same page with the head coach, and, and and so I know John Lynch and Kyle, they they certainly are on the same page, but I I don't know if Trey was their plan, uh, because as they reverted back to the old system when once Trey got hurt, Jimmy G, and then all of a sudden Brock Purdy, you know this is the type of system that Kyle wants to call and. Uh, certainly, I think there was going to be a work in progress with Trey. So, yeah, I think he got a raw, uh, a raw deal, and that's the thing about college athletes. You know, you, you don't get to choose where you go in the National Football League. They draft you, and it's coming upon the team to be able to make it work. Uh, they they got to get it right, and that's certainly on the organization for for not getting it right with Lance. Last thing here, we just got word that Randall Cobb is going to be the uh, the Jets' third wideout, beating out McCole Hardman for that uh, number three wideout mm-hmm. position. Um. Aaron Rodgers' influence on depth chart and tra- you know acquisitions to begin with, a good thing in the end, a bad thing, or just a, a necessary thing. It just is what it is. Has to be that way. No, yeah, it has to be. I mean, he's going to call his plays. He's going to want what he wants out there on the field. You know, I, I simplify things when it comes to betting, Gil, uh, and and if betters can do that, I think it'll help them out because there's so much information out there, right? You know, and, and we look at three wide receivers. Uh, we do, and we, we like that. We like the quarterbacks, but who can run the ball and utilize play action? Because that's what the game is evolving to. And then defensively, who can stop the run, getting into those obvious passing situations and get after the quarterback? Uh, if you can identify those types of teams, those types of teams are the ones that will, will make it easier on your pocketbook, and you know, according to the lines, obviously. Uh, but I think you can exploit uh, just those two simple concepts, but... Uh, no, Aaron Rodgers is going to leave that ship, and uh, I think he's going to leave it pretty far, to be honest with you. 
All right, I lied. 30 seconds. Most surprising team that will make the NFC playoffs, surprising based on general consensus, will be? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, man. Um, most surprising team. I'll, I'll give you two. Um, the Washington Commanders, you'll like that. I do. I know you'll like that. I do. I'm not trying to be Kirk Cousins. I'm not trying to be Kirk Cousins. Um, and my goodness. Ah, boy. Ah, Chicago. Chicago could, could make a run for it, too. Okay. Pritch, please, on Chicago. I just want to get one of those in there. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Gil. Y'all take care. You yep. too. Mike Absolutely. Pritchard, everybody. Senior NFL analyst right here at VCN. You can follow him on Twitter at M.I. Pritchard. Kelly, what do you say we come back and talk NFL exactas in the Super Bowl? Let's do it. Let's do that. It's next. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast... NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, the majestic South Point Hotel. What's your favorite part about the South Point, Kelly? Oh, man, that's a great question. Because there's a long list, and I'm not trying to be cheesy, but like the, I think just the cleanliness factor of local of local casinos, and not even compared to downtown, some places on the strip that you would expect to be nicer that aren't. Like the South Point, oh, it's always nice, clean. It's not, you know, you don't got too much ruckus or or d- dirty people around here making a mess. You know, what a lovely extemporaneous answer that was. Yeah, well done. I mean, look, the hot dog cart's great. They're famous for that. 
I live right around the corner. If I need to go see a movie at any point, there's a movie theater here. Movie upstairs right yeah. above us. I, if, if I mean, great bowling alley. I wish I was uh, more into bowling. I've only got up there like twice, but it's a great bowling alley. amazing six and a half years, like a bowling ball hasn't cracked through this roof onto it. <laughs> Remember when we used to have the hanging camera? Yes, they did. They would swing back would and forth. We used to fit. We were trying mm-hmm. to figure out forever what that was. I'll never forget Triv being like, yeah, it's, it's that bowling upstairs. Hey, uh, Crack will be on the show tomorrow. Crack invited me to dinner tonight. Guess what time dinner is? Take a wild guess. <laughs> 9 p.m. 4.30. <laughs> With the other side of it. <laughs> I, think we're getting fil- I think we're getting filmed or something. Like 4.30. That's very interesting. Early. It's the oily bird. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. So many things to bet on. DraftKings has exact results now. We've done matchups in the Super Bowl before on this show, but we haven't done exactas. So this or at is, least not recently. Yeah. At least not recently. That's right. <laughs> What we probably did in like we might March have like or in April. Late May, yeah. <laughs> Before we talk March Madness today, let's talk NFL exactas, that kind of thing, back in uh, March. All right, so the short shot in all of this, there's going to be no surprises here. The, the Chiefs to beat the Eagles, you can get that at 28 to 1. The Eagles to beat the Chiefs, you can get at 30 to 1. Then it's Chiefs to beat Niners, Bills to beat Eagles, Bengals to beat Eagles, Eagles to beat Bengals. You get the idea. It all revolves around Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Bills, Bengals, and then after that, you get the Bills of the world. So those are, you know, generally considered. There's a nice little graphic. Hey, we have a graphic. How about that? Bills beat Niners at 60-1, to for instance. So the the Cowboys sneak in there with the Chiefs to beat the Cowboys. How about that? At Mm -hmm. 50-1, I didn't see that one. That one got past me. Um, If you were to bet this, first of all, let me just ask that general question. We are not in a DraftKings jurisdiction. If we were, we wouldn't be allowed to. If you were to have this market available to you, and maybe some we do, here we have does. a couple shots. Yeah, some, some books yeah. do. Have you made a bet in this market? I've made multiple. Oh, I've made multiple. Kelly and, and, Bidlin has made multiple. And Gil, my thought process on this this year, and it's a little bit how you how you brought up the AFC uh, NFC yes nos, and yep. maybe we'll get to those tomorrow a little bit. But for me, there is an extremely limited amount of teams in the NFC that I really believe can represent the conference in the NFL. Therefore, I think it represents value to be keying in on a couple of those teams. And Cowboys and Eagles, I'm higher on than Niners. I, I, I will say that. Mm. I, think, I think all three of those teams you could absolutely make a case for. Um, but w- the way I went about this was using the Eagles and Cowboys and kind, kind of keying in several around those teams. So I played, and look, the way I did it was with AFC teams that – Aren't, aren't the Chiefs. I did do one with the Bengals, right? Yep. But some of those AFC teams that we know the AFC is loaded, who do we think could possibly make a deep run, right? So where I can get a big number on something that where I think I have a likely NFC team, and if something plays out a little bit wild in the AFC, I've got a monster number on it, right? So I played, I did play Eagles over the Bengals, which isn't that exciting, but I found it 52-1 to 1, uh, here in town. And then I played an Eagles over the Chargers at 120-1. to 1. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I played Cowboys over the Bengals at 90. Stop it. Cowboys over the Ravens at 200. When did, when did your Cowboys love begin? When did that romance I, start? I mean, I, I like this team. I like this team. And this year, I think they've got a really good team coming back, both offensively mm-hmm. and defensively. And I don't really think I think the Philadelphia Eagles are the only ones I've got in front of them in the NFC. Who's the coach of the Cowboys? Mike McCarthy. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. Um, 
it's funny. Like you talk, of all the teams we haven't mentioned, who is the shortest shot in any combination beyond the usual suspects of all those teams at the top tier? It's the Chiefs over Detroit at seventy to one yeah. at DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, if I were betting this, and I have not, full disclosure, I have not made a bet, but I went to Bengals to beat the Niners at sixty-five to one as the one I would play. So Bengals I, to beat the Niners at sixty-five to one. I like that, but don't don't you agree there are a limited amount of NFC teams that you could see making a run oh, to the Super Bowl for sure, for sure. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's you, know, you threw in the Cowboys, but most people feel it's Eagles, Niners, in whatever order, and the Cowboys would be the the, the big three. And there is a the consensus is there, and the market reads this, right, that there's a massive drop-off after that. So the notion of this being the year that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings or the upstart Lions or the Seahawks behind Geno Smith, the right. notion that they would get through a playoff gauntlet, some of them on the road, to, to get to the Super Bowl is, we can't see it. We yeah. really can't. I can't see it, and that's just where I think this market I have more bets in this market than I. I mean, I think any season yeah. I've had before, with even just the five I read off. What a spectacular bet this would have to be live during the postseason! Oh yeah, totally. this would be so great totally. to have this. And yes, I think it's a little bit. In most years, when we talk about this, it's you get little. You you're getting more balanced conferences, right? So this is. I think it is tougher. I think there is more value that you can extract from this va- this market this year, as long as you're not looking right at the top of the board, right? As long as you're not looking Eagles-Chiefs, which that would be the same every single year, I think you could find some, find some great value here around, focused around some NFC teams if you go a little further down. First first appearance of the Jets is Eagles to beat Jets at 80-1. to 1. This is at DraftKings. First appearance of the Dolphins, Dolphins to beat Eagles 80-1. to 1. So, But like, those are great examples, right? If yeah. you're a high on any of those AFC teams, sure. I, think there's, I think there's some great value. Okay, but let's... We, we, I think everybody gets that, you know, I think it's consensus that the NFC is very top-heavy with those two or three teams. The AFC is a little more, has a little more breath when it comes Mm -hmm. to teams that are good. But ultimately, same question, if we talk about the AFC, beyond the Chiefs, beyond the Bengals, do you really believe in the Chargers or the Ravens or anyone else? The Bills, obviously, I'm leaving out the Bills. So let's say, let's say Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Same thing. We want a big three in each conference. Do you feel the same way about all the other teams in the AFC as you do all the other teams in the NFC? Maybe not, but isn't it closer than you're making it out to be? I don't know. I don't know that yeah. I feel that way. I do think so that you think the charge. You think this is the Brandon Staley Chargers year. I'm just it, more, more. It's more about also how, how the playoffs are set up, right? Sure. I just you get these teams in there. Right. It takes one game, right? It takes one game, one injury, whatever, and you're all of a sudden in position. I'll definitely give you the, the more AFC teams because because if if Justin Herbert just went crazy, you know, for Browns fans, if Deshaun Watson became that guy again, there's there's definitely a path. I mean, if Lamar Jackson if Lamar bursts Jackson, out and this offense clicks like everybody's the, talking about, it might. The Ravens are always live. Yeah, they have a packed backfield. They are they play football the right way. Um, and, and I like I like the Dolphins. I'll, I'll be honest, I have no idea what to expect from the Jets this year. Like, I think that defense is going to be good, and yeah. I don't know what this offense is really going to look like. No, I was trying to I was trying to talk be. myself into that the that I could still only see those three teams: Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills in the Super Bowl. But I guess I guess I don't see it that way. I guess I really could. Like, if you told me at the end, yeah, um, 
the char- this was finally the year the Chargers caught fire. Well, I mean, they got the beyond. I mean, he's the he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league for mm-hmm. sure. Now, if you told me it was someone else, right? If you told me it was Denver, or even Miami, I would be like, even Cleveland to some extent, I'd be like, oh, I don't really see it happening. Um, Cleveland has yeah, I mean, never made the Super Bowl. Two hundred one for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, two hundred one for a reason. But uh, but I'll I'll give you the Chargers and Ravens as sort of the next batch after the big three there. Anyway, I think that I think these are good bets. I think I will probably have one before the season starts. I don't think I'll go that far down though, because if, if I could have a what was it again? Bengals Niners combinations. What did I sure, say? Sure. Yeah, Bengals. Yeah, Bengals yeah, Niners. I'll happily live with that. Like that's a. I think that's a great. Like that's a good one. Yeah, like another one. Like I didn't use one of these. I didn't use this AFC team, but Drew brought him up the other day. Maybe last week. I think he brought up this bet of looking at Jaguars to get the one seed. Oh, right? so that that's an interesting wild card too, right? Because they because of schedule and division specifically. Yeah, they could. There is a scenario. I know this sounds crazy to people, but having the best record in the AFC is in play to some degree. Right. So even that, like, I know yeah. what you're talking about with how tough the Bengals-Chiefs yeah. are, but if something plays out like that, yeah. Yeah. you're talking about neither one of those teams having home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I, it becomes a much tougher test, in, at least in my opinion, for the Bengals-Chiefs this postseason. I'm scrolling down for the first appearance of the Jaguars in an exacta, and I'm still scrolling. There right, it is. Yeah. Oh, e- you're gonna Eagles keep- to beat Jags 90-1. to Jags to beat Eagles also 90-1. to Yeah, see, like, if I don't, I don't hate that bet. Yeah. I, I am very high of the Jags. What are the, what are the books in town that have that? Have them? Uh, Circa has them, and Caesars has them. I, I believe, okay. I believe those So if two. I want to put it on my Caesars app before the end of the day, I should log in now, is what you're telling me. <laughs> They've had major problems this is the, the past the worst, 24 hours. There's not even 24 hours. Kelly, this is the worst app I've ever dealt with in my life. Like, it's hard enough getting in, and it's a glitch fest when you do. Oh, I have so many yeah, good to lodge. What's that? And what? It needs some work. Yes, <laughs> it needs some work. Jason Weingart from Under a Cloud of Smoke. We'll talk to him next, what he's betting. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The updated NFL betting guide will be released tomorrow, Thursday, throughout the NFL preseason. The VEASAN experts have been reevaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide will have... Nothing short of all of this. Picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now's the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19. It's nothing. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Fezzik was listening to our, uh, our NFL Exactus segment, and he texted me. He goes, Bengals. 0-2 versus the 49ers in Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl history. I was like, I'll be sure to use that trend on the show. Sorry, my, my mistake. He goes, it's a perfect trend. What are you talking about? That's good. <laughs> By the way, Fezzik uh, joined uh, me and Wished the other day betting baseball. Fe- Fezzik sat next to me. At one point, like, at one point he, he threw in, he goes, hey, what's the name of that sushi restaurant? I was like, nice try. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good try. You know the only person. Steve Seven Stars Fezzik. Uh, can't even get it out of you, man. I can't get that one. You know who I would give the sushi restaurant to? This guy, because this guy actually gave me one in the Valley in L.A. That is maybe the greatest thing I've ever had also in, in as the weathermen in L.A. call it, the Southland. It's Jason Weingard from under a cloud of smoke at Spreadopedia. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. How's it going? Just just got back from New York last night. I'm pretty, uh, 
pretty excited to get back to all the betting. All getting back, getting back to all the betting. What was the biggest betting letdown that you had there, where you were like, "Oh wait, I can't bet this here." Uh, player futures. Not so much as I couldn't bet them; it's I couldn't even see them. You know, from my FanDuel account or DraftKings or whatever. I just like to be able to see them, and all of a sudden, I couldn't couldn't even keep track for a week. I guess I could have logged out and logged in via Colorado or whatever. But oh, you can't even you can't even view them. Interesting. Yeah, it's just, it's just annoying because, like, at this point, I just like to look, especially FanDuel because they're they're a lot more active in their movement. You know, like someone hits a home run, Kelly, they'll move it. Kelly has the expression know? of someone who who doubts who doubts your your viewpoint. You don't think that's true? You no, think no, does? it's not that at all. Of course, I believe him. I just yeah. don't, I don't understand how it works state to state like that. Yeah, every every it's, it's so different from every jurisdiction to the next. And that would drive me nuts too if I could look up odds. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure, even the ones here, yeah, very annoying. Jason, you uh, you tweeted something out yesterday, and you were telling me this got about the most engagement you've ever gotten on anything, which is the Kelly Stafford story about how Matt Stafford doesn't really vibe—that's my word—with the younger players on the team. What was it about this that fascinated you so much? It, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't even something profound or anything. You know, I was just making a comment that. Uh, Brett Favre said the exact same thing at the end of his career. You know, you become a 35-year-old, 38-year-old in the NFL. You're around 22-year-olds, 24-year-olds. Like, you have nothing in common with them at that point in your life, especially when you're making the money you're making as a professional quarterback. You just, it's like a matter of fact, you don't have anything in common with a 22-year-old who's just got out of school and trying to make an NFL roster. So the longer you stick around, it's harder to relate to your teammates. You know, Favre wasn't the only one who said that. Tom Brady said the same thing. Pretty much any veteran quarterback who sticks around will, will have you know similar stories. But like, look at Aaron Rodgers. That's why they went out and signed Randall Cobb and you know a couple other guys that he wanted. It's, you always sign your quarterback boys because he needs somebody to golf with and you know bounce stuff off. It's not like he's gonna go ask your you know twenty two year old receiver you just drafted. Hey, what do you think about this? How's how's you know like? Do you do you think? Do you think that could ever seep into your, your handicap on anything? I I mean, a little bit in the sense that, like, a situation with the Rams, kind of wonder, like, at this point, Stafford's on the record saying, like, I have a hard time relating to my teammates, you know. Well, why are you, why are you, why are you still there? It's obviously because he has a huge contract and he wants to keep getting paid. You know, he's, he's won a Super Bowl. He doesn't have anything left to prove, essentially, at this point, and, Body's beat up, but he wants to keep getting those paychecks. I don't blame him. You know, there's no other way to make that much money when you're at that stage in your career. So you play it out. But yeah, I mean, I, I do kind of worry. You know, like the Rams, it's not a secret though. You know, the Rams are going to be bad this year. They 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 pulled out to win the Super Bowl, and now they kind of got to deal with the repercussions. So you know, you just kind of look. I think Rogers is obviously another situation, but. There's such a microscope on him. I think you know he's going to handle it slightly better, at least to start this season. Did you make any season-long NFL bets, Jason? I've done a couple. Um, I did not do a lot of season win totals or anything. I know betting against Arizona has been popular. Um, if it's at three and a half, I'm actually inclined to bet the over. You know, mm. they might they might be the worst team in the NFL, but they almost stumble into three, four wins in a, the course of the season, even with a you know, a, a below average quarterback. But I did, I played a couple, uh, 
player touchdown, you know, season-long props. George Pickens. Everyone loves George Pickens. His over-under is like five and a half, like incredibly low for who's essentially a number one receiver who has a good, you know, relationship with his quarterback. Uh, I bet all the Pickens props. I bet over yards, over receptions, over touchdowns to win offensive player of the year at like 100 to 1. I don't think he's going to win offensive player of the year, um, but he's just super talented. This was this was all before the Justin Jefferson comparison stuff happened, too. And then Christian Watson, same thing. His over-under for touchdown receptions in Green Bay is like 5.5, 4.5. He's a number one receiver, too. I think Jordan Love's going to throw the ball a lot. Someone's going to have to catch it. Those are just some low numbers for season-long touchdown props for number one receivers, I thought. Full, full day of Major League Baseball today. What did you land on? Man, I think, you know, yesterday I bet the Phillies, after the, the news broke, because I thought they'd hold out, you know, Grichik and Renfro and whatever. Like, no way you're going to play guys you're about to trade. It was so weird, yeah. And then they did. But I also kind of figured, well, there's absolutely no way they're going to use their bullpen arms. And they have three guys in their bullpen that they put on waivers. And because of the way the waivers work and everything, you can't call up guys to replace them until they're gone. So today, being the second day in a row, I mean, I haven't seen anybody who's not on the Phillies. Phillies minus one and a half, Phillies F5. You know, every, everything I've seen for the last 12 hours or so is somebody on the Phillies one way or the other. So um, I'm back on the Phillies again today. I, I don't see kind of how you don't bet against the uh, – the Angels at this point, you know, like it's kind of getting into that what you call the brain dead season of you know. That's my like, that's my term. Basketball, yeah. But it's like you know, yesterday I bet against the uh, the Mets. I bet against the Marlins, which, by the way, we're still just barely on life support for that win total under. Not really, but I mean, we're they, they, they've not gone over yet. Um, but yeah, it's really getting into that brain dead season where you just kind of take the obvious teams and fade the, the teams that are quitting. And it does seem like we're getting some, some more teams tapping out as the, uh, the weeks go on here. For sure. I led the show with it. We've been doing it for years at this time of year in baseball. It really is like, I know the too cool for school crowd, as I said, they, they don't like hearing it, but it really is some of the, some of the just sounder baseball bets that you can make. What about, uh, we also started about that angel story. What about Giolito and Lopez um, or any of the guys who, who got put on waivers. Again, almost 20% of the team gets put on waivers. Is there something on the margins that might, you know, make that, that might trigger a bet for you? Like if, if Giolito ended up with Cincinnati, let's say, like would that move the needle for you at all? Is there any combination, any pairing that would? No, not really. I mean, he can help, but he, he was supposed to help the Angels, and he came in and has a 6 CRA and 32 innings, so expecting him to just go to a third team now this season and all of a sudden play better is not necessarily the most realistic thing. And that's also assuming that a non-playoff team doesn't claim him and try to extend him for next season. So there's a whole lot of moving parts with the waivers and stuff. But, like, we are at the point of the season where I don't see myself betting on the Angels Ever. The rest of the season. Ever. Ever. You know, yeah. I'll be betting against them, but I have a hard time believing that you're going to give me a price good enough and a reason good enough to bet on the Angels the rest of the season, even though we know they're going to win some more games. Um, same thing with the Mets. 
White Sox kind of getting into that territory now too. You know, oh, the wh- starting to see more and more teams. Yeah, and if the White Sox take like I was saying to, to Will earlier. When they take a one to nothing lead on the Orioles or whatever it is, right? It's like an auto bet on the Orioles. Like, are you doing that yeah. as well? Yeah, I was. I was on the plane last night, so I was doing some live betting because I was just trying to keep myself occupied. But you see the, the you see that sort of stuff happen. Um, you always you always want to take a little piece of of the better yeah. team. The problem is, it's like I was watching the game or I was following the game on my phone, and the the White Sox were up one nothing yesterday. But the, the Orioles were still like minus one thirty nine. A lot of these times, you're not even really getting a good deal. Like you know, even the live model says, "Yeah, we know the other team's going to come back and win." And I don't blame them. I mean, I, st- I, st- I still, I still bet the minus one thirty five yesterday. I did. Right, real quick, because we had ten seconds. Is there anything random or rest of the global sports world that you bet on this weekend? Surprisingly, no. I've been, uh, I've been good this week. Take okay. good, take. I'm off for football, getting getting ready for all the NFL stuff. We'll check back in. We'll check back in Friday with Jason. Maybe we'll have something there. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Sounds good. Talk to you Friday. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. Dr. David Chow in studio next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast. NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Split bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way too many to count. That VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check them out. Today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. We get tweets at Beating the Book. I didn't read any tweets today, Kelly. Always appreciate the feedback. 3 Jack H3131, quote of the day uh, If you suck, you suck. I said, I believe I said that earlier. <laughs> I'm going to uh, work that info into all my work conversations today. Thanks, Gil. 
He says, hashtag Ghost Rider. Yes, Ghost Rider. And Strider, I, I guess, is going up against the Dodgers tomorrow night. He didn't. They moved him back from the Colorado uh, series. Elvis Toast Patterson fan. Gil, did I hear my radio right? Do you predict big things for, for Will Hill in the future? Wonder what? Cough, cough. I do predict Bill, uh, big things for him. Uh, Chance Copperpot, did Gil drop general suckitude in reference to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? He uh, gives me the, uh, the definition of that. Trust the glove. You know it's going to be a bad day when Gil and Kelly are in your waiting room. Huh? What is that? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that one. I didn't either. get that either. I didn't get that one. I love you, Trust the Glow. You got to explain that one to me. Uh, let's see. Edward Lefevre. Gil, are you going to please explain on Friday what, what's going on? I love I love when you guys are at the South Point. Yeah, we're going to have Chrissy and Vinny in here, and we'll just talk about it being the last day uh, here at the South Point. So we look forward to that. Um, always a pleasure here at the South Point to have folks roll on in to our uh, to our studios. Today, no exception. Uh, you may know this gentleman from Twitter primarily for assessing the injuries of players um, on the Twitter machine, injuries that are taking place in real time, ex-NFL head team doc for 17 years, and the live injury uh, analyst at Sports Injury Central, the T-shirt of which he is wearing right now. It's David Chow. How you doing? Good, good, yeah. At Pro Football Doc, I should mention, on Twitter. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Gil. Thanks for coming down here. I appreciate it. Can I ask you a a harder, more uncomfortable question to start before we get into the Joe Burrows and the Terry McLaurins of the world? Curveball, I like it. Well, no, I'm just just trying to to anticipate what people would want to ask of you. Sure. And one of them, it it strikes me that that if I didn't ask this, I wouldn't be doing my job, which is, what is the medical veracity of sort of remote diagnosis, right? Like, I'm sure in medical school, they, they would tell you, yeah, it's probably not the best way to diagnose. You're comfortable with this, though. Well, let me tell you, first of all, as we spoke about, uh, it's about being authentic. And I make no secret that I'm not looking at x-rays or an MRI, uh, that I'm not in the room and not treating the patient or the player. And if I were, and there are times that I actually know what happens or had treated a guy before, then I can't talk about it because of HIPAA. So the one correction I would make is that I'm not diagnosing anyone. Technically, diagnosing means you've examined and you've done something and you're telling the patient or the player what is going on. I'm not doing that. I'm looking at things from afar. And so what I call what I do is sharing insider knowledge, not insider information. Okay. Big difference. Okay. And we're the only site that truly does injury analysis. Everyone else does injury reporting. And I'm sure you'll ask me some questions later on. But I do it from video because for 17 years, I, you know, as the San Diego Chargers head team, head team physician, I saw p- players on the field, on the sideline, in the locker room, the next day after an MRI. Yeah. I knew exactly what it was. And I had about half an hour to kill on Mondays before meeting with the GM. Everyone in the building looked at film. So I decided maybe I should look at film. Why? I, I don't know. Everyone looked at film. And uh, <laughs> so I, I started doing that, and the video guys were nice enough to pull the, the end zone sideline coach's tape and the, and the TV copy, and I'd look at it. Back then, it was on a DVD they, they'd hand me. And uh, I already knew the answer to the question, but the video of a traumatic injury is the question. So now I'm reverse engineering. I don't know the answer to the question, but I have the question. But I study video for 17 years. And we've showed over time, we've actually stopped keeping the data because it just gets laborious, that we're 95% I accurate. Go- I was going to ask you how accurate. 95? Not 100%. 19 of 20 is pretty good, though. Yeah, and it's not, 
Exact. Like, I'm sure you're going to ask about Joe Burrow, yeah. right? I'm not saying I can tell exactly what grade, but we said calf sprain before Zach Taylor said it. I mean, they were still on the practice field when he was carted off. Now, we think it's a higher-grade strain than what Zach Taylor has said, being mild. Okay. So, But we can't. I'm not looking at an MRI, and we make no pretenses about well, that. Well, a couple of things. One, let's just make clear. You were not the San Diego Chargers or L.A. Chargers doctor when Tyrod Taylor's lung was punctured. <laughs> that was not you that gave birth to Joe Burrow's career. And, and, uh, and you know, uh, you know, I, I know uh, uh, Justin's agent, and I joked with his agent, David Dunn, that when you signed that deal, did you give that doctor a tip? Because that launched his career, you know. <laughs> and Justin's just joking. Look, look. Right. I'm actually, if you Google it, linked with it because we were the first ones to, quote, break the news of what probably happened when we looked at the video, what was happening on the sideline, the reports, and then saw that he had an injured rib on the practice report on Friday. But the news went crazy when Adam Schefter said punctured lung, right? Yeah. So we actually reported that. But that's well, it's common to do rib blocks in the NFL. Let's go to Joe Burrow since you bring him up and he is obviously the most, you know, the most significant injury currently in the NFL. And it's it's been sort of under this weird haze of of cryptic comments, right? So Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase has generated discussion for calling, you know, he he calls Burrow, he he he's calling for Burrow to sit out Cincinnati's opener uh to allow his right calf to fully heal. And then Zach Taylor just yesterday was asked the status of Joe Burrow, and he goes, he says, quote, we'll see. I feel really good about Jake being the number two, referring to Jake Browning. So you see Joe Burrow's injury. We all saw the video. It was, a, it was a sort of from a distance. I have had two Achilles surgeries. So people ask me, by the way, specifically about Achilles. I'm like, do you think it's an Achilles? And I was like, it's too far. I can't tell. You knew it was a calf strain and not an Achilles, and you knew specifically the the grade of calf strain is what you're saying? By video impression, not by diagnosis. Okay? Okay. And, and we've looked at this. I've spent you know a couple decades looking at stuff. And no, this is, look, Kevin Durant I always said it looks like Achilles, Me even too. though they were saying calf. Me too, because it had ultimately, the coil, had he, the coil happen. Yeah, and yeah. ultimately he tore his Achilles. This is not a Joe Burrow situation. It is not Achilles. However, calf strains can linger and can get aggravated easily. I think turn back, I don't know, a handful of years, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, December calf strain, and then all playoffs did not run at all. Do you think he'll, do you think he'll play week one? Should he play week one? Well, that's an interesting question. I think he will be able to play. Return to play is obviously a three-headed monster always. The player has to want to, and I think Joe Burrow's going to want to. Sure. Medical will need to let him, and I think medically he's available. If this were the Super Bowl, there'd be zero question. Now, ma management may say, because of risk of re-injury, we're going to hold you out. But I've said from day one that I believe that he would play week one in the NFL from the pocket, but not necessarily be as mobile. Not that he couldn't run, but he's going to be told, don't aggravate the calf by sprinting out or changing directions, et cetera. And I think he's going to play. But it's coach speak. That's what we do. We right. interpret coach speak. Is, is medical, you refer to the medical team as medical, are they compromised in this? How does it usually work with NFL teams? Are they truly uh, in a vacuum where they give their their true Hippocratic oath best medical opinion, or are they so compromised in all this that ultimately their say won't go very far? 
Uh, well, each team is different in terms of how much say the doctor or the athletic trainer has. And when I say medical, it's not always just the doctor, athletic trainer, physical therapist, who's ever in the building, et cetera. I never had a problem with it. That's the biggest fallacy. People are like, oh, you can't, how can you work for the team and the owner? How can you be good to the players? I look at it this way. If you work at a bank, your job is, any job, your job is to take care of the assets. You work at a bank, take care of the money. You work for a team, what are the assets? It's the players. Take care of them and be honest with your opinions. I, I never had any problem. The, the ownership and management never forced me to do anything. As a matter of fact, it was always players who drew, drove me to, hey, let me go. I can do this. Shoot it up. Let's do X, Y, and Z. I want to just, we only have a minute left here. Terry McLaurin, the incomparable Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commodes, toe injury, second preseason game. They obviously held him out since then. What do you think about that injury and how long could that affect him? Our first initial in-game video impression was turf toe, and we think it's significant, at least grade two, by video. I think it's going to affect him, and this is why we've lowered his fantasy draft season six score. His week one six score is low. Look, when you have turf toe, even if you can play, it's hard to push off and accelerate and change directions. So even if he can play, if I were the Cardinals and defensively, I'd say, well, probably half his route tree is gone because he can't plan off that right foot and one cut go left. And the only cure is rest? Rest, the steel plate in the shoe, sometimes injection, but players don't like playing with a steel plate because it takes away their, their mobility. So if he plays, I don't see him being 100%. If he plays, if it's a normal uh, uh, prop, take the under. It's not the answer I wanted, but fascinating. I appreciate you coming by. All that is very interesting, getting that perspective, which we don't normally get. David Chow, Dr. David Chow, again on Twitter, at ProFootballDoc. Little Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 